Well, hey there. Welcome to The Skinny with Jesus. Today is April 10th, 2018. My name is Bevan Caramello, and I am so glad to be here with you today. Let's see, April 10th. That's a special day. I just want to take a second and say congratulations to my husband for um, making it through the last 14 years. I'm just teasing, not congratulations, but I love you and happy anniversary. We have been married for 14 years today. So shout out to Brian, my sweet husband of 14 years. All right, guys. Um, I hope that you have had a great week. And like I said, I am so glad to be here with you today um, teaching this lesson. So we are wrapping up our Worthy series. We've talked about several things over the last few weeks about uh, of just what God is worthy of, these different things. And last week, we talked about God being worthy of our best, right? We explored um, the concept of first fruits. Today, we are going to be talking about Him being worthy of our rest, okay? So it kind of rhymes. Last week, worthy of our best. This week, worthy of our rest, okay? And we're going to be um, exploring the term Sabbath uh, from, from the Old Testament. It's also mentioned in the New Testament and just what it looks like to rest, okay? How does that apply to us in this day and age and this busy, busy world that we live in. Okay, so turn with me. We're going to start out in the book of Exodus. We're going to be in chapter 16, and I'm going to read verses 17 through 26 for us as we get started here. Okay, it says, verse 17 through 26, it says, the Israelites... Let's see. Sorry, I lost my place. The Israelites did as they were told. Some gathered much, some little. And when they measured it by the omer, he who gathered much did not have too much. And he who gathered little did not have too little. Each one is to keep, let's see, each one gathered as much as he needed. Then Moses said to them, no one is to keep any of it until morning. However, some of them paid no attention to Moses. They kept part of it until morning, but it was full of maggots and began to smell. So Moses was angry with them. Each morning, everyone gathered as much as he needed, and when the sun grew hot, it melted away. On the sixth day, they gathered twice as much, two omers for each person. And the leaders of the community came and reported this to Moses. He said to them, this is what the Lord commanded. Tomorrow is to be a day of rest, a holy Sabbath to the Lord. So bake what you want to bake and boil what you want to boil. Save whatever is left and keep it until morning. So they saved it until morning, as Moses commanded, and it did not stink or get maggots on it. Eat it today, Moses said, because today is a Sabbath to the Lord. You will not find any of it on the ground today. Six days you are to gather it, but on the seventh day, the Sabbath, there will not be any. All right, let's pause right there for a second. Okay, so what we see right here, the Israelites have been delivered from Egypt, okay? And Moses is beginning to explain to them um, this concept of Sabbath because they are wandering in the desert. And although they've been delivered from Egypt, they still have a slave mentality. They have lived as slaves for hundreds of years. And so even though they're free, they're still living as slaves. And God introduces the Sabbath for a few reasons. One of them, he's got to teach them how not to be slaves anymore. Okay, and then they also, he wants them resting in his provision. Okay, God is teaching them to trust and have faith 
in his provision. And he also, he wants them to rest. He's saying rest and remember what I've done for you. I delivered you from Egypt. You're not slaves anymore. Okay. And I think it had to be drastic. It had to be an entire day because otherwise they would have just kept the status quo. They were free men and women, and they would still have been living as slaves, working sun up to sundown, maybe seven days a week, nonstop. Because the slave mentality, they had this, you know, it, here we have it today. We may not have it tomorrow. We've got to gather. We've got to gather. We've got to gather. And they would just hoard it in, hoard it in as much as they could, even though Moses had told them, it's going to stink. It's going to have maggots in it tomorrow. God has told you just what you need for today. But God's trying to break them of this of this slave mentality. Okay? So... Um, I, th- I think he's, it's, it's one of those things he's trying really hard to, to say two things, rest and remember, right? I delivered you from the hand of Pharaoh. I brought you out of Egypt. I think right here is where we see uh, God asking them in a way, telling them, showing them, aren't I worthy of that? Aren't I worthy of remembering? Isn't what I did for you worthy of remembering? Rest and remember it and rest in my provision. I'm going to provide for you now, one day at a time. I want us to turn to the New Testament now in the book of Hebrews chapter 4. We're going to um, see what we can get from this little New Testament wisdom. Because again, it talk, Paul talks, well, we're not sure who wrote Hebrews. But whoever wrote Hebrews, maybe Paul, maybe somebody else, um, talks about entering into rest. Okay. So Hebrews um, chapter four, verse one, it says, therefore, since the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us be careful that none of you be found to have fallen short of it. Okay. And then again, in verses 10 and 11, still chapter four, it says, for anyone who enters God's rest also rests from his own work, just as God did from this. Let us therefore make every effort to enter there's that word again, to enter that rest so that no one will fall by following their example of disobedience. Okay, so then we see them really being asked to rest in his provision and and remember this deliverance from Egypt. And I think here we see, again, our instruction, God telling us to rest in the work that has been done on your behalf right? Rest in the work Jesus did on the cross. Remember what I've done for you. It's something that we enter into. I love, if you're thinking of it in this concept of of resting in the work Jesus did on the cross, think of of, um, the verse in the book of John. um, It's John 19, verse 30. Jesus's own words on the cross, Christ's words, as as right before he gave up his spirit, he says, it is finished. The work is is finished, the work he did. And and then we hear, enter into it. Three times, enter into his rest, enter into his rest, enter into his rest. You guys, this implies that it's a choice we make, right? We must choose to stop one thing and enter into another. We enter into rest. You know, the Hebrew word for Sabbath is Shabbat. Shabbat, S-H-A-B-B-A-T. And quite simply, it just means to stop, pause, to cease or to come to an end. 
one thing comes to an end and we enter into another thing. We choose to enter into that rest, to enter into that completed work. It is finished. We stop striving. We cease. We trust the work that God has already done. And, you know, it's still remembering, just like it was in the old for the Israelites, remembering what he's done for us. You know, for some of us, maybe it's a very specific work of deliverance that we need to remember. Just like the Israelites, they were slaves in Egypt. Maybe some of us need to rest and um, remember our own time spent in slavery. You know, for me, at one point, I was a slave to addiction, to a life of partying and promiscuity. Sabbath rest for me means I stop and remember the pit that he loved me out of. You know, the work that he did there, the work that he did in me, for me. Maybe for some, it's deliverance from an eating disorder or deliverance from massive debt because of overspending. Maybe he's delivered you from from food, from a desire to, to overeat and an inability to be able to stop. You know, whatever it is, whatever it is that he's delivered us from, Sabbath is a moment, a day. It's just a moment in life. But it's a daily, a weekly practice, one day, every week. Find places in your schedule for Sabbath rest to pause and to rest and to remember. Okay, turn with me. We're going to wrap it up in Exodus. Turn with me back to Exodus chapter 16. I'm going to show us one. I want to show you guys one more place here. Um, Pick it up with me in verse 27. We finished at 26 earlier. Let's go back to 27. It says, uh, let's see, chapter 16, verse 27 says, Nevertheless, some of the people went out on the seventh day to gather it. Remember, we're talking about the manna again. Okay, and when they kept it, um, it would get moldy and it would have maggots growing in it, right? And then he says, it's not even going to come on the seventh day. Don't even bother going out. But chapter uh, verse 27 says, Nevertheless, some of the people went out on the seventh day. They went anyway to gather it, but they found none. Surprise, surprise, right? Verse 28, then the Lord said to Moses, how long will you refuse to keep my commands and my instructions? Bear in mind that the Lord has given you the Sabbath. That is why on the sixth day, he gives you bread for two days. Everyone is to stay where he is on the seventh day. No one is to go out. So the people rested on the seventh day. You guys, did you catch that in verse 29? The Lord has given you the Sabbath. It's a gift. He's given it to us. He's given it to us. It's a gift. I don't think we see it that way. So often, um, we don't see rest as a gift. We don't do it well as as a as a people, as a society. And you know, I think God knew that this was going to be the case. I think He knew that we were going to struggle with it. I think that's why He He put it in the top ten. Right? You guys know I often refer to the t- the Ten Commandments as as God's top ten. Flip just a few pages forward, um, just to Exodus chapter twenty. Uh, That's the Ten Commandments. And let's look at verses 8 through 11. Number four in our top 10, God says, Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you, nor your son or daughter, nor your maidservant, manservant, nor your animals, nor the alien within your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them. But he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. He 
blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. It's a gift. And you guys, the other thing we see here is God rested. He created the the whole world and everything in it in six days. And then on the seventh day, he rested, not because he needed to, right? He's God. No, but because he set the example for what his desire is for our lives. He knew that unlike him, we would need regular rest, right? He knew that we would need it, that we, that we needed to be reminded often, weekly, of where we used to be, of his deliverance. We needed to be reminded of that deliverance. We needed to be reminded of the work that only he could do. Why? Why? Because just like the Israelites, he knew rest wouldn't come naturally to us, that without it, we will always return to our slave mentalities, right? In our flesh, we're going to return to our addiction. In our flesh, we're going to return to those disorders or to our gluttony. We needed to be reminded, and that is our Sabbath. It is a gift. It is his gift to us. So rest and remember, okay? Will you pray with me? Father God, Lord, I thank you. Um, I thank you for the gift of rest. I thank you for the Sabbath to remind us of your deliverance, Lord. Your gift, Lord, of salvation. The work that is completed, that is finished. The work that Jesus did on the cross, it is finished. Lord, give us the courage to be obedient in Sabbath. Show us what that looks like. How do we trim the fat off of our schedules? How to create margin and healthy boundaries so that we can live generously and abundantly, give abundantly, live, Lord, with boundaries around our schedules and our time and our finances. Lord, we know that in our own flesh, we will return to a slave mentality. We can only do it with you. Show us what that looks like, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, guys, if you're hearing the chatter in the background, that is because my little ones have returned from school. And although they are downstairs, I'm sure the microphone is picking up some of that. But that's okay. I'm glad. I'm thankful that they're home. And um, uh, it's just one of those things, part of um, recording a podcast in a house with little people, right? So I just want to say thank you again for being here with me today. Uh, I, I love our time together. If you have not already found us on Facebook, just search The Skinny with Jesus in Facebook and then add yourself there. All are welcome, okay? In the meantime, you can always post prayer requests or contact me directly um, if you have something that you'd like me to be praying over or praying for uh, for you. So Until next week, I will be praying for you and yours. Thank you guys for being here. Bye now.